guys. Happy Pi Day, March 14th. It is a Thursday, so we are almost here to Friday. Uh, my name is TJ. I am uh, kind of looking forward to this. This is a new adventure for me uh, out here talking to you guys. I realize I don't get to talk enough sports in my life, and so I kind of wanted an opportunity to uh, talk a little bit more sports, whether or not it's talking to you or talking to some friends. Uh, I'm planning on having about daily 15 to 20 minute shows here. So this one will be one of those quick ones. Then maybe one or two weekly one hour shows where I bring in a friend for a discussion. Or maybe I just rant to you guys for an hour. Uh, but we'll see what those topics end up being. Probably have a March Madness one on Sunday after Selection Sunday. Probably have a big one for MLB opening day. Is This is, uh, again, every team is playing on opening day this year. So that should be a lot of fun. And then as we hit various playoff seasons or whatnot, we'll have some more in-depth shows on that. So this week, uh, or today, I'll probably be talking, uh, actually mainly going to be talking about free agent signings for the NFL as the uh, first day of the NFL was officially happened a couple days ago. So um, just some of the uh, some notable ones. Um, I have some bigger ones I'm going to talk about in depth, but just some notable ones to start off with. Cole Beasley was signed by Buffalo away from Dallas. Cordell Patterson was signed by the Bears. Danny Amendola and Trey Flowers were both signed to Detroit. Devin Funch is signed with the Colts. Anthony Barr re-signed with Minnesota. Uh, the Jets, he had initially said he was going to sign with the Jets, then went back to Minnesota, so the Jets aren't really too happy with Minnesota after the whole Kirk Cousins issue last year, and then Anthony Barr this year. Uh, Earl Thomas was signed by Baltimore. Uh, AP re-signed with uh, th uh, the Redskins. I only bring this up just because he's such a dominant player, and he'll be uh, working out with Case Keenum. So when the uh, when the Redskins head over to U.S. Bank Stadium to play Minnesota, that's going to be an interesting one for them. Uh, Tevin Coleman was signed with the uh, with the 49ers. Uh, Jason Witten came out of retirement to uh, sign with the Dallas Cowboys. Carlos Hyde signed with the Chiefs. Tyrod Taylor signed with the Chargers. Uh, and uh, Josh Gordon, who I'm going to spend a whole discussion on uh, maybe in a couple days, got a tender from... Uh, the New England Patriots. Someone can, uh, if another team wants to send out an offer sheet for them, and the cap and, and the and the uh, Patriots don't really uh, sub submit to beat it, um, he will be moving out. But that's doubtful. Um, his Josh Gordon's contract will count towards the New England salary cap this year. So those are just some of the more notable ones that I saw on the list this morning. But uh, there are some pr uh, some pretty big ones uh, that I want to talk about a little bit. I'm going to start off with over in Baltimore, Terrell Suggs. Uh, he is moving on. He's signing with the Arizona Cardinals. But this is going to be the first year since the Browns moved to Baltimore in 96 that the Ravens will not have either Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, or Terrell Suggs. That's a huge thing for them. End of an era over there in Baltimore. But, you know, they filled in a little bit on the in the in on defense as well. They signed Earl Thomas as a safety. He was the last member of the Legion of Boom over in Seattle. So that's, again, an end of an era. They also signed uh, Mark Ingram away from New Orleans. Uh, the New Orleans did sign Latavius Murray uh, away from uh, Minnesota, and they re-signed Teddy Bridgewater. He left money on the table for Miami. So it's just interesting to see what they're all doing down, down in New Orleans. Uh, Drew Brees' contract was readjusted. Uh, to open up some more cap space down there for them. And so we'll see how New Orleans does this year. But, uh, I mean, Ingram is such is going to be definitely a boost for these uh, Ravens running crew. Uh, Gus Edwards and Ken Dixon, just they're not 
they're not a, a, a star level running back. Uh, you got Ty Montgomery a little bit that can do some damage in open field. He was a converted wide receiver back when he played for Green Bay. But uh, Ingram will be definitely one of those guys that is just going to punch his hole through the offensive line. He'll get you those three yards. If you need two yards, he'll get three. If you need him four, you'll get three. So that's the kind of running back he is. He's a he's a great steady back. A lot of touches. He'll get he'll get you where you need to be. Um, some more notes out of Baltimore. They moved Joe Flacco to Denver. Uh, they're sticking with Lamar Jackson. He is the guy now in Baltimore. With Flacco heading over to Denver, Case Keenum was sent to Washington. I talked about that uh, a couple of minutes ago with a talking about Adrian Peterson re-signing. So that'll be interesting to see um, who starts there, Case Keenum or Alex Smith. Uh, both those guys have starting quarterback contracts, and so it's going to be a waste of money for whoever. So I can see one of them getting traded here before the season or someone getting cut. Uh, so we're going to move over to Cleveland here. They've got a lot of stuff going on. Sheldon Richardson was signed over from Minnesota. He's a great pass rush presence. He's going to be great for that D-line for Cleveland. Uh, he's definitely going to shore it up. He made the most out of a proven contract over in Minnesota. I mean, Richardson uh, really succeeded uh, in, in the Mike Zimmer defense, so we'll see what he can do over there in Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland also made one of the biggest trades of the offseason. Uh, they got Odell Beckham Jr., so they're giving up Jabril Peppers and Kevin Zeitler with a 2019 uh, first-round pick. That's the, se the 17th overall and the third-round pick for the 95th overall. And they're getting Odell Beckham Jr. and Oliver Vernon. Obviously, Zeitler and Vernon are definitely just trade trade pieces. They're just a part of it to kind of even everything up. Uh, Jabril Peppers and OBJ are obviously the big points of that trade, but that is a huge trade for Cleveland. I can really see them doing well. I mean, right as it was, they were already doing decent in their division. They moved up to third place in their division. They were 7-8-1. and one. They were almost 500 team after going 0-16 the last two years almost. And with Pittsburgh moving a lot of guys out, like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and whatnot, I can definitely see Cleveland getting up and over Pittsburgh this year, getting that number two seed, or the number two spot in the division. Uh, and you never know. I mean, Baltimore, they had a lot of stuff moving around. We'll see how Lamar Jackson does over the course of the entire year. But Cleveland may very well win that division. That is weird to think about. The AFC North is, might be going to Cleveland. Um... I don't really want to take that pick just yet. We'll see how the rest of free agency and mini camps roll around. But uh, look for them to kind of stick around. There's a dark horse AFC North I uh, winner. They very well could be in the playoffs this year. Uh, so I did mention Antonio Brown. He's going to Oakland for picks, uh, and that's just an interesting play. Oakland is all sorts all over the map with their philosophy and how they want to play football. I mean, the number one guy over there so far right now this past year was Jared Cook. Uh, I mean. Cook had 68 receptions for eight, just under 900 yards, 13.2 uh, yards per reception with six touchdowns. I mean, Antonio Brown definitely has better stats than that. 104 receptions, 1,300 yards. He a little bit fewer uh, yards per reception, but I mean, when you you're, when you're the number one guy and definitively the number one guy, one of the best in the league, you're going to have a little bit more attraction. He's also got 15 touchdowns. I mean, Juju Schuster-Smith definitely had uh, better stats than Antonio. He had more yards, more receptions. Fewer TDs, but, I mean, Antonio Brown is still a number one wide receiver. But I don't get why he's going to Oakland. They just got rid of Amari Cooper. They also got rid of Khalil Mack. They also got rid of Marshawn Lynch. Like, what is – I don't get what Oakland's doing over there. Um, maybe they just needed to get those pieces out of the locker. Maybe there's some cancer. But, I mean, John Gruden, they did not do well last year at all. I mean, they were 4-12. and 12. 
They were the worst team. They were tied for the worst team in the AFC with the New York Jets. That is not good. That is brutal. Speaking of the Jets, and we were mentioning trades, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he wasn't exactly a trade, but, I mean, he moved out of Pittsburgh. He had that whole uh, kind of took the year off deal with the franchise tag. That's just a disaster for Pittsburgh. He had a lot of talent moving out. We'll see what they can do. Um, but, I mean, Le'Veon signed with the Jets. And, I mean, the the other number one, previous number one running back over there was Isaiah Crowell. He had 143 attempts, 685 yards, uh, 4.8 yards per yards per touch and only six touchdowns. So we'll see what Le'Veon can do this year. Hopefully he comes in and definitely uh, improves that running game for Sam Darnold. I mean, the Jets also signed Jamison Crowder, but they got a pretty, pretty full top three there for wide receivers. I mean, Crowder only played nine games last year. He had 29 receptions. 390 yards, 400 yards, and only two TDs. Robbie Anderson was the definitive number one guy over there for the for Sam Darnold last year. 50 receptions, 750 yards, 15 um, yards per catch, and six touchdowns. Like that is very definitively the number one guy. Then you got Quincy Numa and Chris Herndon, who were both kind of those number two guys. Uh, Numa had 38 receptions, 450 yards, 11.8 yards per catch, and only one touchdown last year. Herndon had a little bit better stats, 39 uh, receptions, 500 yards, 12.9 yards per catch, and four touchdowns. So we'll see what Jamison Crowder does. Uh, Crowder only played nine games last year. Everyone else played about 15 or 16 games. So hopefully Crowder's numbers can get up a little bit and he can take over that solidly number two spot. But, I mean, they got a lot of guys in that wide receiver core who can do um, a good amount of damage. So... I don't, I don't know. I don't see the Jets going too far. I see them sitting again down below six, six wins. May very well be four and twelve again, but uh, we'll see. That's such a brutal division, anyways, with the Patriots up there. I mean, everyone else was sub five hundred. Miami was seven and nine. Buffalo was six and ten, and New York was four and twelve. I don't see them moving anywhere this pet this next year. And I guess the last thing I want to talk about for big signings uh, came out of Philly. I mean, Philly won. They're going to get Deshaun Jackson in a trade with the Bucks. They're getting a 2020 seventh-round pick for a 2019 sixth-round pick, but they're getting Deshaun Jackson back. Like, that is huge for them. Um, definitely gives Carson Wentz another option to throw to. They're rumored to be getting Michael Bennett from New England. They're going to be getting a 2020 seventh-round pick, which uh, so they're getting two 2020 seventh-round picks. Um but they're giving up a 2020 fifth-round pick. So um, interesting there. Michael Bennett will definitely be good back in Philly. He came. He was there for a while. He won a ring with them, moved out to New England, won a ring with them, and now he's going back. Really hope that Philly doesn't go on a run this year and win another ring. That'd be three straight for Michael Bennett, which would actually be kind of an impressive feat. But at the same time, goodness, that Northeast area just needs to stop winning championships. Uh, and I think the biggest signing uh, of the entire offseason, and it's not – just so far, it is going to be the the biggest signing of this offseason was Nick Foles. Uh, I mean, he was signed by Jacksonville, and then Jacksonville cut Blake Bortles. And understandably, I mean, Bortles was doing a good job. He took him on that miracle run last year or a couple years ago to the conference championship, but they just they couldn't get anywhere past it. Nick Foles just on a, I mean, on average, he's slightly better. He has a 61.6 passing percentage on average to compared to Bortles 59.3. But last year, Foles had a great game great season. The five games he played without considering the playoffs, 72.3%, four, four, uh, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, and nine sacks. Now, that was four games compared to Blake Bortles. He played 12, he played in 
13, only started 12, 60.3% average, 2,700 yards, 13 touchdowns, 11 interception, and this is the big number, 31 sacks. Bortles was getting hit a lot. Now that offensive line isn't super great over there in Jacksonville, but still, that's that's a huge number. I mean, that's more. He's he was sacked more times than he had a eventful pass. He only had 24 touchdowns and interceptions. He was sacked 31 times. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, Bortles did take him on that kind of miracle run, and he hung in there through all the criticism from all the scouts, from all the front office, from all the GM armchair GMs like the rest of us out here. And from the media, he got beat up pretty good, and he's still stuck in there. But in the end, Nick Foles to Jacksonville is going to be a good thing. Hopefully Nick Foles is going to stay above his his career average of about 62%. If he can stay around that 70% error, that might be pretty good for, for Jacksonville. I mean, they got some good guys on uh, to surround him with. But you know what? That's just That is the biggest signing of the offseason. Bortles getting cut, that's a definitely improvement if Nick Foles can stay where he's been at. If he can stay where he's at the production level that he's been at up in Philly, it's going to be absolutely huge for him. So I'm pretty excited to see what, what they do this year, Jacksonville. Uh, they're in a difficult situation. I mean, they got to go through Houston, Indianapolis, and Tennessee. Now, Tennessee shouldn't be too difficult to get around. But both Houston and Indy are playing well, and it's going to be difficult, definitely difficult for Jacksonville to try to make the playoffs this year. you got a good amount of teams that are ahead of them for the wild card in um, in Baltimore and Pittsburgh are always good. Like I said, Cleveland is going to make a shot this year. Houston and Indy in their division. And then Kansas City and Los Angeles over in the AFC West. So it's definitely going to be difficult for them to get back in the playoffs. But they should have a slight improvement over last year by signing Nick Foles and getting rid of Blake Bortles. That is really all that I got right now for big signings. I will have more for you tomorrow. There might be a couple more signings that we'll talk about tomorrow, but maybe we'll talk about hockey or something else. My Wild do play tomorrow, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. So have a good day, guys.